Welcome back to Southern Hostility. We're back. It's been two weeks. We are How back. How are we doing, Nick? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Enjoying life. It's kind of warm out today. It's really nice. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I, I got to say, you know, two weeks off. Had some time to reflect. Um, we released a press release last week. Uh, so with the podcast, we're going in a little bit of a different direction. Um, so the way we did football season is every uh, week we would cover um, each game would go through it. And then we'd cover next week's games um, with no football season means we're going to change it up a little bit. So the um, original point of this podcast is Southern hostility. Um, so I'm a Dallas fan, Nick's an Atlanta fan. So we're going to like cover uh, those teams as if it was similar to like a radio show in a sense, we're going to cover, I'm going to cover Dallas um, plus Alabama and West Ham United. And then Nick's going to cover Atlanta plus uh, the Bruins because they don't have an NHL team, and then he'll cover um, uh, Napoli. So we're going to do that, and then we're also going to have a segment where we talk about all the you know the big stuff going on around the league, um, different leagues. We'll cover some basketball, NHL. Um, if there's football news, especially around the draft, we'll talk a lot about that. There'll be a lot of news coming up about that. We'll also um, shift in a little European soccer as the season gets to an end. Champions League revs up. Uh, we'll get into that as well. And then um, over the summer, we'll shift into baseball and uh, MLS. We'll cover a lot of Messi. We'll cover um, some other MLS and stuff like that. Um, and then after that, we'll also shift over. We'll, we'll always cover the city challenge. We'll talk about something regarding um, one of our cities. Um, we're going to break into that in detail. Um, and we're also going to try to mix in some pop culture. We'll probably start each episode with some pop culture and what we've been doing in the last week or two in between recordings. Um, we've also decided too that, uh, our recording dates are going to change. Um, so as of right now, Nick is in grad school. Congratulations, Nick. Um, so we're going to kind of shift more towards recording on the weekends. So we'll make a post middle of the week, letting you know, oh, we're recording on Saturday. We're recording on Sunday. We'll kind of give you a time frame of when the new episode is going to drop. So kind of be prepared on the weekends. Our next recording after this episode will be uh, either March um, 9th or 10th. Uh, we're not sure yet. We're going to we'll let you know. Um, but it will, it will be one of those two dates. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. Um, tonight's episode is going to be a little different. We're not going to talk a lot of, uh, you know, current sports or news stories for sense. We're going to really focus on the city challenge tonight. And we're also going to give like updates what we've been doing the last couple, uh, last couple weeks and everything that's kind of just going on. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Nick, what have you been up to for two weeks? Man. Um, I've been really busy with school and work, but when I have not, uh, I watched a show called Jack Reacher or Reacher. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's got the guy from uh, Blue Mountain State in it as okay. uh, as Reacher. It's like a uh, is it an action? Of, yeah, it's a it's an action mystery series. Um, there was a movie that came out with Tom Cruise that played like the same character. Apparently, they have like books um, like of him doing different stuff. So they did a TV series with him, and it's really cool. It takes place in like a Georgian town, like country town. Um, oh, in Georgia, it's like in in yeah. the country of Georgia or in Georgia. No, no, no the state, the state okay. of Georgia. Uh, 
So yeah, it's a crime thriller action series. Definitely recommend it if you have Amazon. I just say a lot of stuff is filmed in Georgia now. I, I think they have tax yeah. breaks, so I think a lot of stuff is filmed there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to see because, um, like, there was another show that I was watching on HBO. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it it took place in in Georgia as well. They went like to a bunch of different um, like cities and stuff. So yeah, it's interesting seeing seeing everything kind of filmed and where near where I kind of grew up for a few years. Yeah, that that that's sweet. I mean, every time you yeah, when you see like your hometown or something in film, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I always that's so cool. And it's I always love too when they like film in your like kind of around you, but it's like it takes it somewhere else. So like they say, oh yeah, so they're like they're filming in you know, say they're filming in Massachusetts, but they're claiming it's Maine or something. Like that's always kind of right. cool too. You're like, oh, that's not where that is, but it's kind of cool because you know where it is. It's, I always like that. Um. But for shows I've been watching, I just finished um, the first season of A Murder at the End of the World. Oh, okay. um, That's on Hulu. Highly recommend. Um, it's pretty suspenseful. Kind of has, you know, it's a mystery. Um, essentially, it's about this overall plot is about this woman who's an author um, who uh, she helps solve a murder when she's a kid. She writes a book on it. And then a rich guy invites her to a retreat and just it gets wild. Um I would strongly recommend watching it. Um, it's like a limited series, I think. So there's not a lot of episodes. So like, if you go to weekend and you just want time to kill, um, totally, uh, you know, give that a watch. I like that. Um, I just started Poker Face. Um, okay. Uh, I believe that's on Peacock. Um, mm-hmm. It's about this woman who can tell if you're lying or not. Um, so essentially, like, she's like, a, she gets kicked out of playing poker because she just wins all the time. And then she gets involved with this like shady casino. Um, so, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, it's really, it's interesting. I mean, they kind of solve like a different crime in each episode. Um, so there's that. Um, there's one show that I'm actually really uh, trying to get into is the, um, it's on Netflix. It's called Six Nations Full Contact. It was just recommended. My uncle just recommended it. It's about, it's like a, almost like a drive to survive, but it's about the Six Nations rugby, which. Oh, okay. Uh, I started getting, I started getting into the Six Nations last year when I, um, I was around a lot of people that immigrated from Ireland and they were like obsessed with it. I, I didn't really know what it was. The only thing I really knew about rugby is when I was a kid, uh, my uncle got me a in a team Ireland rugby ball that I have sitting right now in my living room. I don't know why I have it here, but um, that's the only thing I really knew. I didn't know much about rugby. And um, my barber actually is from Ireland. And like when I, he was cutting my hair, he's watching like, what are you watching? Uh, so he told me about it. So essentially like the six nations is you have England, France, Ireland, Italy, Scotland, and Wales, and they play each other in like a round Robin tournament. Um, and then okay. declare a champion every year. It's it's really cool. Uh, last year Ireland won the Grand Slams. So they won all their games. Oh, um, nice. And this year they're, they're this year they're looking to repeat, which is a strong possibility. I don't want to. Um, they beat France thirty eight to seventeen. They beat Italy thirty six to nothing, and then they beat Wales thirty one to seven. So on the ninth, they're playing England. Uh, maybe we'll record during that game, and then um, on the sixteenth they play Scotland. Um, okay. so I'm hoping they, I'm hoping they go and do it again. I would love another grand slam. That was, that was, cr- that was awesome. Um, I live in an area that has a lot of, um, P- 
people from Ireland, a lot of Irish immigrants, and a lot of Irish Americans. So they really get into it. Um, so it's, it's awesome. Uh, so, you know, if you're ever into rugby or into anything like that, give that a try. Um, another show that, I, that I've been watching, um, not by choice, um, <laughs> not by choice whatsoever. And I'm pretty sure my wife's watching it now. Um, my wife loves Love Island. Um, Love Island. She loves the Australian version. Uh, and she loves the UK version. She loves it. Um, right now is Love Island All-Stars UK. And I got to say, she'll put it on. I say I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. I keep saying I'm not going to. I sit down. And I end up watching the damn thing. Every single time. It's so <laughs> frustrating. In. I, they, it, gets, it sucks me in every single time. And I'm not going to lie. Like. The all-star version is just everyone is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like the men and women are just like, they're, they're flawless. It's like, right. this, is this real life or what is this? I mean, how are they all this good looking? It's unbelievable. And I'm like, all they do all day is sit there in this like gorgeous villa. There's like no video games. There's no TV. All they sit there is talking to each other. They have a pool. They hardly even have a gym. It looks like it's like they don't drink. I guess you can't really drink. They'd have limited alcohol only on a couple nights a week. It's like, honestly, like, what are you doing? I I, I would go absolutely stir great. I'd go mental. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't make the cut on the show anyway, but I'm just saying I could never do it. Um, you're, you're the peak of human physicality. I am. I, no, no, I am. No, seriously. I am. I, I really am. I, I'm the a most unit. in-shape person there is, you know, um, like the locations they film in too, though. Right now, I guess usually it's like in Spain. Um, I think it's in Mauroca usually, and but right now they're in Franschhoek or Franschhoek, South Africa. Uh, okay. It looks beautiful there. I guess it's not too far from. I guess it's forty-seven miles from Cape Town. Um, I don't know. It looks it looks amazing there, and the houses always look fantastic. So, um, like I said, not by choice, but suck uh sucks me in. Um, yeah, mine uh, gets me into uh, Love Is Blind. Uh, she started watching the new season without me, but I've been watching it with her, and there's a lot, a lot of drama <laughs> that goes on with that. And oh, a lot, yeah, of, if, a if, lot if, of people become famous off of it too. Like I think, I think this is the same for like Love Island, but uh, people will get like huge Instagram followings, and mm-hmm. then like as the show progresses, they'll do something like crazy or stupid, and then all of a sudden, like they lose their following, or vice versa, and people who were become villains and hated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, love, I, I've seen love is blind. Uh, my wife, Jill likes that as well. Um, and then she also likes, um, it's another dating one that we watch. Oh, we used to watch when we first, when he first started dating years ago, like a long time ago, we used to watch, um, uh, 90 day fiance. Oh, that- big, big Ed. <laughs> Big Ed, Big Ed was on Big it. Um, there was Jenny. Um, there's a woman from Georgia who was a riot. Um, what was her name? Um, I don't know. She was really funny on it. Um, there was uh, Colt from Las Vegas. He yep. was funny. I don't know. I love that's a good show. But anyway, um, this was going on with me with TV wise. Um, I gotta say though. On Friday, I got such a kick out of this. Little John dropped a new album called Total Meditation. What? It's a full album on meditation. No lie, on Saturday, that's what I did. I listened to the whole album. I sat on my I'm, couch. I'm pulling up Spotify right now. I'm pulling up. <laughs> it's it's it. literally called Total Meditation. 
And the entire thing is just him talking. I literally sat on my couch for like three hours on Saturday, just sitting here, just listening to the meditation. Just honestly, I swear to God, I tried to hit Zen. I did. I guess I feel a little more relaxed. It was, it was interesting. Um, it was really funny. It it's it's a funny one. Um, oh, I recommend putting it on in the background. It's it's good. Um, that's kind of been up with me. You know, other than that, kind of just the the daily work, the other grind. Um, you know, uh, what I did recently was a uh, sensory deprivation thing. Uh, on Saturday, I did that. Um, it was really cool. They uh, it's it's like a big. Um, a big tank that has like thousands of pounds of salt in it. And then you kind of like get down in it and you it just float so easy. And I, I it was kind of weird for me because I'm, I'm not like an easy floater in like the, a pool, but like, this was like, this made me feel so buoyant, you know, it did it really make you feel relaxed? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. It was, it definitely like, um, so you get in the tank and you can have like lights on or like a music on and they have like, uh, stuff that you can select like different music at the desk. They, um, they like load it into your tank or whatever. Oh, that's um, cool. Did you, did you do it with your fiance or did you do it just by yourself? Just by myself. Oh, interesting. Um, cause she's pretty of the dark. Oh, <laughs> so she, I, um, I had the lights on for a minute just to kind of get used to the space because they have like, um, a a smaller version which is like just like a it looks like a cryopod you know like sci-fi like something that would like you'd be asleep in for a long, long time in space travel and then there's another one that looks like just like a pool basically that you lay down into um but it's all like enclosed like you get in you shut the door um so the one of them's like a room and then another one's like a pod and i was in the room um so i like got used to the space and then i turned off the lights and it was. I was in there for like two hours, and it felt like, I don't know, like maybe thirty minutes or so. So I, I'm, I might have fallen asleep. I'm not gonna lie. It was just did, like so dark in there after a while where I couldn't. I didn't do really... you have to pay for like how long do you have to pay? Is it you have to like pay by hour or how long does that work? So you get an appointment. Um, it didn't specify how long it was gonna be. I don't think on the on the website. Um, but I I schedule it for noon. I got there a little bit early, and they show me the video of how everything works. Um, and then like you have to shower before you get into it because, um, they want everyone to be clean because they have to like filter out the water and everything. So, um, and then you have to shower after because the, because of the salt, because my hair was like so crusty when I got out of it. I bet. I mean, it was like a crystal, you know, I bet. (laughs) so yeah, it's a kind of a long process. I think like the whole thing is like maybe an hour and a half or or so because I don't I didn't like dilly dally because I wanted to like experience it. Wow, that sounds kind of cool. I kind of want to check that out now. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, um, if you're if you're not afraid of the dark, I mean, even if you are, you can like leave the lights on and be relaxing. But I really recommend like turning like all the lights off because um, you kind of like really just become relaxed as long as you don't panic. And I would I didn't. I was more like worried that I wasn't gonna float. I kept putting my leg down to like balance me while I was floating. How deep is the water? It's like maybe two feet, like not not even. 
Hmm. Um, it wouldn't be more than like a typical bathtub, I would say, like water depth wise. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It, it's funny though when you mentioned you were describing the pod. It's funny how you mentioned like space travel and stuff like that. And I, I guess I discovered um, over the past week that. And within the next 10 years, I'm going to learn time. I'm going to learn. Um, I'm going to discover time travel. I realize that. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I realize somewhere it's somewhere in your lifetime. Somehow. I mean, within the next, it's going to be within the next 10, 15 years, maybe judging by the picture. But um, I was scrolling through uh, Spotify, was listening to it. And uh, Drake's song back to back um, came on and I'm looking at the album cover. And there's like a picture of like there's two people and then it's. Picture of the 93 World Series. I'm looking at him like that guy looks like me. There's a guy on the cover of back to back. It's it takes place. It's a 93, it's a picture from the 93 World Series in Toronto. There's a guy, he's wearing a white uh button down with a tie. Um, I believe it I have a tie that's kind of similar to that too. A white shirt. The guy's got a mustache, almost the same haircut, just maybe a little bit receding a little bit more. Uh, and the hair looks a little bit you know, a little bit gray, a little bit touched. It looks like, you know, a little bit older than me, but it's almost yep. a dead ringer for me. I mean, it literally oh, yeah. looks looks almost just like me, just maybe like 10 years older, right? It just look, I'm, looks like I'm slightly older in this one, right? Um, maybe early 40s, maybe late 30s, maybe, but it looks like me. It's it's scary. I was like, whoa. And yeah, then I, was, I said, like, yeah, that's your doppelganger. I, you, seriously, you know, I think you said that that's the real coach cannoli, right? Right. Yeah, um, exactly. It, it's it's wild how scary that and what's even scarier though is below him there's a guy wearing a hat and the guy wearing the hat looks absolutely identical to my uncle the same uncle I was talking about who bought me that rugby ball mm-hmm. same uncle it looks just like my uncle it's scary I mean a, a carbon copy of what my uncle looked like maybe you know 10 years ago so like I sent the picture to my uncle and I go so I guess the story is I discover time travel and I come back, pick you up, and we go to the 93 World Series. Why I'd go to the 93 World Series, I have no idea. I have Who no knows? interest in the Blue Jays. They played the Phillies. I hate the Phillies. I don't know why I'd go to that World Series. Out of all places to be, for some reason, I go to the 93 World Series. Um, it's just funny. It just And then it was funny. is a picture started circling around the family. And then um, one person goes, I think um, – I think uh, – uh, Pepe has, I call my grandfather Pepe. He's like, I think Pepe has some answering to do. What was he doing in Toronto in the late 60s, early 70s? <laughs> and I literally said to my grandfather, yep. have you ever been to Toronto? And he's like, not that I remember. But it was <laughs> funny. Um, so, yeah. So they look like us. So somehow there's uh, members of the Poirier family uh, hanging around Toronto. And they were there in 93. So if they're listening to this, I want to know if I'm related. If so, how? Uh, so please reach out. Uh reach this podcast i would love to know who you are and why i look so much like you and why the other guy looks like my uncle i would love to know um but yeah so that's kind of like everything that's gone on in like two weeks that's yeah um so it's kind of fun so let's get into it um we're gonna get over into the city challenge now um so this is gonna be the, the whole the main part of our podcast today um, so if you, you're tuning in and you want to hear like a sports update, this is going to be one of the few episodes that doesn't have like a live feed going on with sports. Um, kind of, a, we're kind of in a lull period. Not much is going on. Um, when that period where you're kind of midway through the soccer season, midway through hockey and basketball, you're past the all-star breaks. 
Um, football's done. Uh, so you're just, this is a perfect time to do. We're going to do our city challenge. And then sometime in the summer, we'll do something fun as well in between at the low of the MLS and uh, MLB season. When you kind of hit that point, there's always those dead points. Um, yeah. So, but before we do, I just want to touch one thing because we talked two two sporting events that I do want to talk about today, though, is the Daytona 500 happened over the over our two week break, and Messi um, and Inter Miami started their season. Um, so let's start with Daytona. Did you watch Daytona? Uh, I'm not a big NASCAR guy, so I usually just kind of get the standings later. You didn't miss much. Um, no. I. I I, I I watch NASCAR. My my dad's real. My dad likes he used to like it a lot. Um and my uncles liked it. So I watched it quite a bit growing up. I haven't watched it as much. Um boy was I disappointed. Uh the ending kind of sucked. They called it. There was one lap to go and there was a wreck. And it was wow. I mean, it just hit the the white flag and they called it anyway. It was a terrible way to end the race. Um my favorite driver, Denny Hamlin, um he he wrecked out a couple laps before the end. Um, but the winner is the guy who took over for Jeff Gordon. Um, so that's kind of cool. I mean, I love Jeff Gordon growing up. He was my favorite driver before Denny Hamlin. So interesting to see the 24 win again. Uh, other than that, like I said, Daytona was completely uneventful. Um, I'm really upset with like NASCAR's marketing. Um, it's just, it pisses me off. How do you just Why? not market? I mean, F1's out here marketing. I mean, F1 starts this weekend, right? Um, looks like Max Verstappen is going to going to walk through everyone again, but yeah, still F one's marketing. NASCAR has not marketed. That's they true. You know what? I, recently, I know a lot more about F one than I do about NASCAR. Like I didn't know Jeff Gordon got replaced. I, I had no idea. <laughs> like I, I I don't know like any specific drivers unless like someone goes crazy or Danica Patrick gets media coverage for some reason. She's not even a driver anymore. Right, that's no, going on. It's it's yeah. wild. I mean, that's how bad NASCAR has fallen off this cliff. I mean, the guy who won uh, Byron. I mean, no one. They don't market him. Like literally, I think most people know Chase Elliott. Maybe, maybe Bubba Wall. Bubba Wallace should be marketed way more. He's yeah. like, if you follow him on social media, he's kind of a, he's a funny guy. Him and Chase Elliott are funny, and so is Blaney Ryan Blaney. The three of those are like should be the next three headed monster. Those three should be the next like crop, but. The NASCAR is not marketing them. It's like they're doing the same thing Major League Baseball is doing. And you got a foreign sport coming in. Like, same thing what's going to happen with baseball. The MLS is going to do it to baseball. Like, they're doing what, like, F1's doing to NASCAR. They're killing yeah. the sports. I mean, I, it's just... Well, also, really... I think, like, that there's this kind of overarching thing from F1 that, like, this takes more skill because it's not just, like, a ring but it's more of like a track and stuff like that. Um, so people might be more drawn to F1 because of that. And it doesn't seem like, you know why I think they're more drawn to F1. I'll be honest. NASCAR takes too long. You don't want to sit there for six hours and watch them turn left. It F1 is 90 minutes. Usually at the most, at the most, it will go to two hours at the very most. It's shorter races. It's more compact of a race. I don't think it matters necessarily the track. I think the whole turning left thing, I think a lot of people like to just, that's was the whole thing of, oh, it's boring. Well, I mean, there's a lot of to it, like the draft and like there's more, 
NASCAR itself is a more exciting race because there's more wrecks usually depending on the track. Yeah, It's more bump and go and anyone can win because the color of the cars are the same that you can get, you know, underdogs winning. In F1, it's the same big shots winning every single time. The money's too big between the top car and the bottom car. And usually, you know, in the qualifying, who's going to win, who's not. So, I mean, I think that's so I think like if NASCAR cut or did something like Major League Baseball, had like a pitching somehow make the races shorter and that could increase maybe like if you could. It sounds bad. People love the racks. People love the racks. If somehow you could make it safer and shorter with more stuff like that. You're gonna get the people back, or at least just at least market, do something because it's a dying sport. Honestly, they could do like I don't know, like a figure eight or something. Like I don't know, I don't know if it's a track issue or if it's like just a length issue because I feel like if you're gonna have that track, that the drivers are gonna get upset because now they can't. They have like every lap would be more significant, right? And. Um, because it, it it doesn't come down to just time, right? On laps, it's who finishes in first and everything, as opposed to like F1, which is like time trials and stuff like that. You know, I think too, it's also interesting to me is like F1's biggest race, Monaco, which is the pretty much the fastest parade. Um, because not much happens in Monaco, but it's the most famous race, right? right. They have the race kind of towards the middle. Early, it's in the early part of the season, definitely, but it's still kind of like early, it's middle kind of, it's not super early. Like NASCAR puts Daytona as the first race. Like Daytona is like T- Daytona and Talladega are probably the two biggest races on the NASCAR schedule, right? Um, and then it, you also have uh Charlotte and um the all star race too, but usually the two biggest is definitely Talladega and Daytona, and they kind of get rid of them early in the year. You know, you yeah. get Daytona is the first one, and then usually right around Monaco is Talladega. It's kind of, it's usually in May, early June for Talladega. And then after that, it's just a slew of, there's a bunch of other tracks that are fun, and there's big money. I, I'm, I'm almost positive Charlotte's a big one. Um, Darlington, the Lady in Black, that's, you know, th- those are bigger tracks too. But usually you kind of kill it with the, you know, once the big tracks are over, it's, well, here we go. Who's going to win the cup, you know? And then, right. but with F1, they have Monaco kind of in the middle, and then they got some other fun races like Miami's fun, and they sprinkle in Vegas at the end. They and they get you, you know, their tracks are like they go through the city. It's just a whole different. I mean, it's just. And I just the, hear more about like F one races as well because I remember this past season with Vegas, like there was a big manhole issue, and like during trials, um, it like popped open and someone lost a tire. Uh, so they had to like figure out how to make it like as flat as possible, and um, and it's cool like racing around Vegas, right? Like that's sick. It's like it's so cool racing in Vegas in the cities, like with everything around. That's so awesome. And in NASCAR, you limited to like the the racetrack itself, you know, as opposed to like a more natural environment. Like, like, I gotta say too, it's like what I love too about some some stuff with F one is like I love the morning bases because it's almost it reminds me a lot like soccer where you have a British commentary, it's in the morning, so like you can watch that get done. Like I love watching, I love waking up, having a coffee or a tea, having with my breakfast and watching a soccer game. I love it. Yeah, one of my favorite things to do. 
Um, if I got time and I not doing much that day, I love to go down to the local pub, you know, have a couple Guinness and watch soccer in the morning. I love it. It's like my favorite thing to do, but you know, I mean, but like with F1, they hit that where you kind of get up, you're having breakfast, you watch it and it's quick and it's over. NASCAR, unfortunately, is on a Sunday at one o'clock in the middle of the day where everyone's doing stuff. It goes on forever. People watch the beginning, right? You get the old timers who watch the drivers start your engines. They watch the end. That's it. And, you know, I, I agree with you with like the driving and like, you see F1 all over. NASCAR is nowhere on social media at all. It's hardly on there. Yeah. F1 is all over social media. It's everywhere. Um, It's like Lewis Hamilton is plastered everywhere mercedes yeah. and his agents have done a fantastic job max verstappen's up there um I'm, i think max verstappen's funny i at first i thought he was a spoiled brat and i was like wow this kid's a spoiled brat he's complaining he's so rich and then you start actually seeing like who he actually is and then he's kind of a fun little character he's a fun little you know i say he little but like he's, absolutely outclasses it oh you know? he's just he's just I want to see him so badly. Like I work with a guy who's a huge Red Bull fan, huge Max Verstappen fan. I tell him all the time, I would love to see Max win the next couple of years, and then I would love him to up and go for the Triple Crown, right? Yeah. So the Triple Crown in NASCAR is you got to win the Indy, Monaco, and then Le Mans. So those are the three. I would love to see him go. Like I would love to see him then go try for the Indianapolis 500, and then I would love to go see him do the 24-hour race in Le Mans. I would love to see him get because I think there's one driver. And motorsport history to get the triple crown. And I think Max Verstappen's good enough to do it. I think the closest um actually I don't think there's been anyone close. I think there might be um there's that one driver in F1 who's been around forever that's close. Um let's see, hold on. Let me uh he he had a really good year last year. Um what's his name? Sergio Perez. Is it no? I don't. Is it Sergio Perez? He drives with um Aston Martin. Oh, okay. um, Sergio uh, Perez is also with Red Bull, right? It's um, yeah. Uh, let's see, it's not Sergio Perez. Hold on, I'm gonna get it. It's uh, it's like Aston. Martin. Um, Fernando uh, Alonso. Alonso, and I think he's. I think he's missing Indy. I think he has Lamont, or he might have Indy and not Lamont. He's like the closest. Um, but I mean, Max Verstappen is young enough that he could literally leave, go do Indy, go do Lamont, and then come back. Mm-hmm. He's also young enough where he could go do, he could go for like the four headed monster and he could go for Daytona, Lamont, Indy, and he already has Monaco. So Monaco's done. So, um, I don't know. That'd be sweet. I don't know. That'd be so cool to see another driver do that. Um, even Mario Andretti was a great driver. Couldn't do it. So that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, so, um, there was that, um, for sports. So we, we had the, we had Daytona and then, um, what else, what else have we had? There was another big thing that happened. Um, uh, there was Daytona, and then um, oh yeah, there was Messi's start. Um, did you get to oh, watch yeah. any of that? Did you see the first Messi's uh, first game of this season? No, but it looked like um, Inter Miami did good. Yeah, so Inter Miami is they won the first game, they drew the second one. Um, Messi, 
the uh, he had this uh, a player gets injured. They so they played um real Salt Lake. Player goes down injured. He flips the ball over the hurt player and tries to score. It was it would have been amazing if he actually hit it. Um, Messi is so good, and it I am so jealous of everyone over in Europe who got to watch him play all these years. And over here, we only got a couple Champions League games. We got a couple of those. We got World Cups. That was really it. Because like when he was at Barcelona, if you didn't have like a certain streaming service or some kind of special cable, you couldn't get La Liga in the US. Right, yeah. You only got the Premier League, so we couldn't watch it. Other than the select Champions League games, right? Depending on where you were, streaming wasn't as good at the time, so it was hard to watch. Then... <laughs> As soon as ESPN gets La Liga, he leaves for the French League. And once again, you don't get the French League. So once again, you couldn't see him play. So I haven't been able to see him play regularly. And I'm a huge soccer fan until really enter Miami and then obviously the World Cups, which it's been so much fun watching him. Um, The entire reason there's no MLS whatsoever in the cities we're going to announce today is because of Messi. I don't want to. I just want to watch, sit back, and enjoy Messi. I don't want to worry about different things and all this stuff because obviously Atlanta has Atlanta United. I know that. Um, you know, Dallas has um, FC Dallas. All that, I get it. Um, but I just want to sit back these next couple years with Messi. I don't want to have to pick a team. I don't want to do that. I just want to sit back, watch Messi, and truly enjoy it. And then from there, maybe if we want to do something like that, we can get into the MLS later. But I just f- truly want to enjoy the greatness and what we got left. Yeah, because he's only got a few years until the age. After that, he's. I mean, soccer doesn't wear your body too much, but you can definitely play your older ages. I mean, yeah. uh, who that like that goalkeeper from uh, Juventus? He played until he was like fifty. Buffon. Yeah, Buffon. Buffon. Yeah, I mean, like. I got to say, though, what David Beckham did, he literally took 2013 Barcelona, and it was 2013 Barcelona, and literally took them and put them in the MLS. So you got you got Lionel Messi, you got Sergio Busquets, Jordi Alba, and Luis Suarez, which Luis Suarez is close to the end. I mean, this is probably his last kick at the can. His yeah. one year in Brazil, he doesn't have much left. But you took you took that, that Barcelona team and you put them in Miami. It's so fun. I mean... You know, right now, Messi is the most popular athlete in America. Right now, an MLS player is the most popular athlete in America. I never thought I would have seen that. Never. I mean, Apple TV, I think, is probably killing it in ratings just because of Messi. I mean, it's just, it's a circus. Yeah. An absolute circus. Um, Absolutely easy. So, it... Uh, I remember when he made like his debut, you came down and you were at my apartment, we were watching him and you literally looked at me and you go, well, it looks like uh, we're going to have an NBA effect. Everyone's just going to want to go to Miami. It's going to be LA, Miami, um, went going every year. It's, it's going to be like the, yep. these big cities that, you know, people love and it's going to be the same two teams every single year. And yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> You're going to get I mean, select. Why would gonna... you want to play with us? That's, that's the thing. The, uh, right now they're sitting at one. I mean, they one. They have a win and a draw. I, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to win the MLS Cup, right? Yeah. It's just there's no doubt in my mind. As long as Messi doesn't get hurt and Sergio Bisquets, uh, Sergio Bisquets doesn't get hurt, they're going to walk mm-hmm. into um, 
They're going to walk into the MLS Cup. I would love, I mean, the champions, I guess there's a, I'm not that big. I haven't watched that much MLS, but they have like a champions league over here too. It's like with the Mexican teams. I think it's the Mexican teams in like the Caribbean. So that's kind of, I mean, so they'll play them. And there's like that league's cup that Messi won last year. That was a joke. Um, But can you believe he took the last place team in the league and he won a trophy with them and he was there like a month? Yeah, I'm not surprised. But yeah, just he's that good. All right. Let's get into our city challenge. Uh, enough rambling here. Um, let's get into it. Um, how we're going to do it is we're going to first go over our flags, and then we'll each say why we picked a name for our city. We'll go into the mayor. So essentially how this works is let me read the instructions that I wrote. So essentially um, how we did it is you pick a name for your city, and you pick a mayor. Um, the mayor can be a fictional person from a movie, a character, it could be something like that. It could be pretty much anyone you want it to be. Um, it could be a politician who's um, no longer in office. It could be something like that. Um, then we did sports founding fathers, which it could be an active or retired player who played for one of your teams that you would go on to pick. So what we're going to do is we'll go city name and city mayor, and then we're going to skip over the founding fathers until the end. And then from there, um, we'll do we'll start with North American professional sports. So you have to pick one of the top four leagues. So you have MLB, NBA, NFL, and NHL. Um, so what you could have done with this challenge is you could have gone and you could have picked a city that has all major sports. Uh, you could have gone and picked Miami, who has, they have every single sport. So you don't have to then pick anyone else. You had it made, you had your four teams, that's all you needed. Or you could have picked a city that has, you know, th- two or three, and then you can fill in teams who, which like they don't have other sports. So for example, you know, someone could have picked Cleveland. They have NBA uh and they have the they have the Cleveland Browns, they have the uh Cavaliers, they have the uh Guardians, but they don't have an NHL team similar to Atlanta. So you then you could have gone with the local one, it could have gone with Columbus, which is in state, or you could who has nothing else. Columbus has no other professional sports. So you could have picked Columbus or you could pick a team like Montreal who doesn't have any other major sports. Or you could pick a team like Ottawa. Um, You could also, like, so Cleveland has three. You could also pick a, a city that only has two sports. So someone could pick Kansas City. You have can't you have the um you have the Royals and you have the Chiefs. And then you would need a city that only has the NHL. So you go down the list is you got like Vancouver only has the NHL. Winnipeg only has the NHL. So you then pick a city, you know, uh uh, Columbus only has the NHL. So then you pick an NHL team and then you'd have to pick an NBA team. And that market can only have an NBA team. So for example, you could do the Chiefs, the Royals, you could do the Ottawa Senators, and then you could do the Sacramento Kings. Right? The whole point is is you can't pick, say, Kansas City and then pull Miami. You can't do that because then you're just essentially just you're just going to pull all the teams with the, the championships, right? And you need if you're going to go with one better team or that doesn't have as many, you need to go other small markets essentially, and you build until you create one city. Um, so that's for the major sports section. Then you have um, NCA Power Five. You could pick any two teams in anything in the Power Five as of this season. So in earlier podcasts, I mentioned SMU quite a bit. I could not pick SMU 
because they're not a power five school as yes. of this year. They were in the American. You can't pick them next year. We could, but not. We're going this season, the 2023 2024 season. We had to pick it this year. They don't count. Um, Nick, you had mentioned UConn. Well, another one you can't pick because they're not right. in the power five. Well, they're big East technically for basketball. You could say a power six. We're talking just the power five. So, um, you could pick two schools. They could be in the same conference. They could be all anywhere as long as they're power five. And then from there, we also said uh, two European sister cities. Um, however, and they were, we're going for the European soccer. However, you couldn't have England. You couldn't have Italy. You couldn't have uh, Germany, and you couldn't have Spain. Yep. Those are the so those are big four leagues. So someone who doesn't uh, watch European soccer. Those are the four best leagues in Europe. They're by far the best. They win the Champions League. They win Europa League. They win. Um, I would say the it used to be the Italian League was the best. It was hands down the best league. No one could match them. Now it's the Premier League. Uh, La Liga is close. There's a close second. But they kind of go in spurts. Those, those four leagues will go. Sometimes Germany's on top. Sometimes England. Right now England a lot. And then sometimes Italy, you know. So... Um, you couldn't pick any of those. So essentially you're left with all the other smaller countries. Um, Nick and I also mutually agreed that be uh, we wouldn't bring in a French team either, uh, which we didn't do, uh, mainly because it's one team in France that kind of wins it every year. It's really not that fair. Uh, so we also agreed we wouldn't do France as well. And also, um, we don't like French people. So. <laughs> I mean, my last name is French. I am <laughs> French Canadian, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> but we mutually agreed, though, that we weren't going to bring in Paris, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, just because literally, you know, they're owned by That'd be silly. They're owned by uh, I think they're owned by they're owned by Qatar. They're owned by one of those countries just have ungodly amounts of money. They win. Ev- they literally win League One every single year. <laughs> I think they've won the past like 10 years or something ridiculous. I think one year or two years in the past 10 years, they didn't win. And they were second. It's just, it's not even close. Um, they don't have much luck in the Champions League, which is kind of funny. But they do win the French League every year. So that's not even fun. So uh, Paris Saint-Germain is not in it. Um, so, um, all right. So what we'll do is we're going to do this as a draft style. Um, so I'll I'll go and I'll say what my city name is. And then Nick will go. He'll say what his city name is. And then we'll go down the list. Um, at the end of this podcast, either late tonight or tomorrow, I'll post all the facts to our cities. Uh, we might do something fun with this later. Uh, maybe at some point in time, um, we'll drop uh, like maps or like maps of our cities or whatever. Um, there will come a time where we might do something like that. We will have fun with it. Don't worry. These cities will be mentioned in every single episode for the rest of this podcast. Absolutely. Also, disclaimer, no, so these teams are permanent. So it's not like, say someone were to go with the uh, the Senators tonight, right? They got a young core. Say, say, you know, in three years, they bought them out. They lose the entire team. You're stuck with them. Um, you are absolutely stuck with this team. Um, the only way you could ever add a team, right, so if the team relocates or something, um, you got you're still keeping them. So if they re- if they uh, relocate out of your market, 
So say, for example, you take the um, Columbus Blue Jackets and they were to relocate, you'd keep them. You'd, you'd just have them, whatever. So you're going to keep them. So you never, whatever team you have, you're permanent. Unless they fold and go bankrupt, you're stuck with those. They're permanent. You have them forever. But the only way to get a team added to your list, it is possible, is if a league expands. If they expand or there's a relocation. So say, for example, someone tonight were to pick Houston. There's been a lot of talk of an NHL team going to Houston. Say the Coyotes go to Houston. You would get the Coyotes. You could. You also get to keep your other team. It just so happens you're lucky. Your city got teams. You get to keep them. Um. So congratulations. You now have two, and you have two chances to win it. You're just really lucky that your city expanded. Um. You also. You don't also don't have to claim them either. You can have the choice of oh the Coyotes came to town. Yeah, I'm not going to take them. No thanks. Um. You can pick. So there's just that disclaimer. Um. So. Without further ado, there should hopefully be no questions. I think I've explained it and I've killed a dead horse here. Uh, let's start. So here we go. The city challenge. We have entered the draft. Everyone, it has started. All right. Um, all right, Nick, I'll let you go first with your city name. All right. I decided to go with Atlantis for my city name um, because there's the inspiration of Atlanta but also, um, I like the I like the Disney movie Atlantis. I don't know if you ever watched it. It's one of my first like really favorite Disney movies. Um, so I figured, mythical city, already there. Decided to take inspiration. And, you didn't uh, you didn't happen to get inspiration from the team name I went with? <laughs> no, not at all. In, not at all. Fact, not not. In not fact, I, I told the... you what my city name was first, just for the record. <laughs> I in this only in this podcast, but like, you know, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, sure, yeah. okay. <laughs> I think it's Absolutely. funny though. Um, what, what's why? What's what's the name of your city, Stephen? <laughs> so mine's El Dorado. Oh, um, <laughs> a mythical city. Yeah. So another mythical city. Just for the record, I did send El Dorado to Nick before he sent me Atlantis. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, um, I I went with about. El Dorado. Um. Because it means city of gold, or it actually means the golden man, technically, I believe, is the actual um, translation. But it, essentially, it's the mythical city of gold. It exists somewhere in the Americas. It could, they really don't know where it is, but it's a city that's completely made of gold. Um, and essentially, with this, um, I'm going for gold. I'm trying to win. Um, so I'm calling it El Dorado because I'm hoping, as a fan of D- Dallas teams, um, you know, I'm just like I said, not the best luck with the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm just hoping that with this city, it brings championships and uh, trophies like the Drake song trophies. Um, so I'm essentially that's why I named it El Dorado. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm, I've been searching for, I guess I've been searching for a city for a long time, just like the search for El Dorado. And I guess, you know, I'm just going to create my own El Dorado. So that's why, uh, my city name is El Dorado. Um, let's get into the flags. Okay. So, um, all right, let's Nick. Let's get into your flag. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Well, when, it looks like you have a Poseidon trident there. Yeah. When when you're thinking of Atlantis, you're thinking of a trident, and uh, that's that's why I put it on the flag. Um, and pull it up. 
and then I was going for uh, I was thinking about like the possible teams that I would want um, and just kind of like the I think the flag colors mesh well together um, kind of gives off like a serious mystic vibe um, so it's just kind of saw flag maker I was like let's make a dope flag that's what happened <laughs> is that is that trident um Barbado, barbados i think it's barbados is trident isn't it it looks like Probably. one of those looks like one of those from um a uh caribbean country but i mean it, it's an interesting flag i like it the vibe i'm gonna blend. try to give off uh, interesting blend of colors my city <laughs> the city of atlantis much like yours doesn't actually exist Oh, that exists, man. In my mind, man. Both both yeah, these man. cities will exist in my mind forever. Um especially old and dying. Do you remember Atlantis in El Dorado? Uh, <laughs> I'm literally gonna tell my kids one day about El Dorado. They're gonna think it actually exists and they're gonna go on that search. They're gonna want my uh future uh kid will end up finding the real El Dorado because I yeah. created this fictional city. Um so with my flag. Uh, my flag is a little bit more simpler than yours. It's just a kind of a, a rampant stag in the middle of an orange background. Um, so orange is my favorite color. Um, I absolutely love the color orange. So that's why the flag color is orange. Um, and then the stag is actually... Um, so a stag is my favorite animal. I put like st stag and antlers on everything. Actually, on my wallet, I have antlers. Um absolutely everything um when i was in college i was i was in a fraternity and like i named uh we had like family so you had like a big and a little in a fraternity um and i literally named my the, my family in the fraternity stag family um a buddy and i literally turned stag family into borderline a fraternity within itself but that's a that's a story for another day but anyway um literally i put a stag on everything so that's literally been my symbol i love that um so just the antlers, whatever. Absolutely love it. Um, there's also a crown on the stag. Um, and the the crown actually my name. So my name, the the name Stephen actually means like crown. Um, so because of that, that's why there's a crown on the stag. Um, so that's the connection there. Um, and yes, if you are a Game of Thrones fan, yes, it is very similar to House Baratheon. I'll admit it's very similar to House Baratheon. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's pretty close. Um, and if you also were wondering, House Baratheon That's what I was, was thinking my... of when uh, when I saw it was House Baratheon. If you were thinking, though, House Baratheon is my favorite house from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm, I was obsessed with House Baratheon. Um, and they made it alive. What's his name? The king's um, illegitimate son ended up taking over. We Baratheons made it to the end. They're not yeah. the Starks. They didn't win, but they made it to the end. So they're alive. So yeah, so essentially that's um that's why I did that flag. All right, so we got the flags, we got names. So we're we're moving in the right direction, right? So we got a flag, we got a name. All right, now we need a mayor. Um, so my mayor, I had to. I'll go first here. Um, I had to do it after my favorite movie of all time is Forrest Gump. I absolutely love Forrest Gump. You get a comedy, you get a, like some sadness, you get war, you get football. You get the Alabama Crimson Tide. So my mayor, Alabama alum Forrest Gump, is my mayor. Um, I mean, he I gotta say, running out of the stadium. Exactly, so. he did. 
Run, Forrest, run. And I got to say, Forrest Gump somehow managed to win at everything he did, right? Yeah. And I wanted winners, right? And I say that and watch my team will suck. But watch, I wanted winners, and he wins, right? He won at Alabama. Sure. He went to Vietnam. He did well. He won a bunch of medals, saved people's lives, created one of the best uh, shrimp companies in the world. He's probably a billionaire. He won um, ping pong. It was a world championship ping pong. He could do it all. There was nothing Forrest Gump couldn't do. Not the smartest ball, but there's nothing he couldn't do. And I fully think he could 100% be a uh, uh, a figurehead uh, mayor. Uh, obviously, I'm running everything behind the scenes, but he is a great face for El Dorado. So he's my mayor. Who's your mayor? Uh, my mayor, much to his demise, is Ron Swanson. Because why wouldn't you want a man running things who actually doesn't want to run things? That's <laughs> that's my mentality. <laughs> He'll be the most efficient mayor possible. This city will be better for it. Ron Swanson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> little parks and rec reference love it absolutely love it okay so we're through we got the mayor we got the city name we got a flag all right now it's time to get some sports that's that's why we're here um so we'll go alphabetical order we also have sports founding fathers we're gonna do them last um once we go through all our teams so let's start with baseball so who did you go with nick I decided to go with the Cincinnati Reds. I think they're an up-and-coming team. And I like uh, Ellie De La Cruz. I think he's fast as hell. And uh, I think he's going to be right up there um, in a few years with Ronald Acuna being kind of like the new young face of baseball. Um, And Ronald Acuna, by the way, just a little sidebar is the best player in all of MLB according to MLB.com. So eat that Los Angeles Dodgers. Mookie <laughs> Betts is second. <laughs> Anyways, I went oh. with the Cincinnati Reds. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of surprised um, when you, uh, when you say that, because because the Braves are in the national league, which is, it's funny because just wait till you hear mine. But the with the Braves being in the National League, you went with a National League team, which I found interesting. So like you're just Mister National League. Yeah, I think the National League has a lot more character than the American. League. I mean, one of the teams in the American League doesn't even let you have a beard. I think that's that's for multiple teams now, which is ridiculous. Let let men grow their beards out. Let <laughs> men grow their hair out. I, I do think that they should be able to grow beards. I, I, I agree with you there. I think 100%. Um, I I loved when the National League didn't have a, a designated hitter. Um, I thought I hate it made now, it more interesting. It made it so much more interesting. I hate now um, I hate now that they don't have that. Um, whatever. So I, I feel like they're all the same now. They're not as fun. Um, so that's why like I used to favor – I used to like love watching the National League teams. Even though my teams never were in the National League, um, outside maybe bandwagoning the Dodgers to piss you off, uh, you know, outside Perfect. that, you know, really, I was, you know, never too big on the National League. I mean, my teams are always in the American League, and that's why I stuck with the American League here. Um, and I did the same thing you did. So you stayed in the National League, I stayed in the American League. I went with the Baltimore Orioles. 
Um, and the reason I did this is I did this for a couple of reasons. And this is actually the reason I went with Baltimore. Um, it wasn't because of the Ravens, actually. I went with the I went with the city of Baltimore because of the Orioles. Um, so one, um, so currently living in the Northeast right now, um, I went with one that is I could somehow drive to. Right. I could somehow, you know, get down there to see a game if I wanted to. Um, they play the Red Sox quite a bit. I'll be able to watch them at Fenway. Um, it gives me a reason to go to a Red Sox game. Uh, and also the team is young. And kind of like you said with the Reds, the Orioles are de- uh, have depth too. They have the reigning uh, AL Rookie of the Year in Gunnar Henderson. And they also have the MLB's top prospect, Jackson Holiday, coming up this year. Um, the team's loaded. The Orioles are absolutely loaded. Um, they also wear the color orange, which is my favorite color. And I like that black. I love the Halloween look. If you want to play in the playoffs, you need the Halloween colors, the orange and black and Halloween time. Yep. I absolutely love it. Um, it's a strong look. They got to like literally if you type in top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball, you know, who knows how long we'll keep the podcast going. But if we keep it going long enough, a couple years, who knows? Baltimore might eventually win. Uh, I know they've been a very bad team for a little bit, but I mean, it looks like within the next, I literally did a Google search of um, projected world series for the next 10 years and three teams came up the most, you know, who came up the most, the Braves. So the Braves were on there quite a bit. The Dodgers, your least favorite team in baseball and um, the Orioles. Um, They literally predicted um, this World Series this year to be Atlanta versus Baltimore, which I said, what could be better for the podcast than having the El Dorado Ori- Orioles up against your beloved Atlanta Braves? It'd be perfect. It'd be great. It'd be absolutely great. Um, it'd be fun to watch. Uh, a lot on the line uh, with I that think game. That, that that's a very fun series to watch. Personally, it's, honestly, though, like, and another thing too, like with like with Baltimore in the Northeast is like Camden Yards is supposed to be a beautiful park. It's supposed to be one of the yeah. nicest in baseball. If you Google top five uh, stadiums in the league, you know, you get Fenway, Wrigley, you get San Francisco and you always get Camden Yards. Um, you know, I went a bunch of different ways. There's other teams I looked at as well, but every single time Camden Yards came up, it just, people loved it. Um, so I just thought, I was like, you know what? I got to go with them. So I did go with the city of Baltimore Obviously, you went with the city of Cincinnati, too. So um, if we want to jump over to the NFL, um, if you went with the Reds, that means you went with the Bengals, right? Yep, absolutely. So did you go with Cincinnati because of the Bengals, or did you go with um, them because of the Reds? Who would you want more? Um, I'd say the Bengals. Uh, I think they're, they're, the, they're, they're the team that's going to get me points immediately as opposed to waiting for the long haul. Um, and I wanted to kind of mix and match with – uh, different hockey teams too, and, and basketball teams. So, I think that the the city of Cincinnati gave me that freedom to kind of mold my team instead of like just picking Seattle or just picking Minnesota, um, you know, in Minneapolis. So, yeah, given that freedom to kind of make my own city. Nice. Is what I wanted. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, it did have that. I mean. I see what you mean with that. Um, when we get it to the NHL, I'll really explain why I also went with Baltimore as well. And um, I love I, I love Joe Shiesty. You know, he's he's coming out here. He's I mean, he was injured last year, but he he beat Pat Mahomes 
in Kansas did. City to go to he the did. Super Bowl. So he did. Um, you're not gonna say with me with picking the Orioles. I mean, I also got lucky with the Baltimore Ravens being. I mean, them sharing. I mean, you get a nice young up and coming, you know, uh MLB team with the Baltimore Ravens who I already got the jersey that's sitting in my closet um, yep. that we bought as a publicity stunt that on Twitter that didn't work out. <laughs> the, tale, the tale of our podcast is the, the stupid publicity stunts we tried on Twitter that did not work. Um, we tried retweet. I mean, we had the whole beer commercial thing that we thought was going to gain us. Never worked. Um, that's, right. that's why we're going back to our room. We're just not going to try it anymore. But like I said, I already got the jersey that's sitting in the closet that might never be worn. But hey, who knows if El Dorado works for a little bit. Uh, maybe that jersey will be worn. So it's great. Uh, Lamar Jackson's a great player. You get some Alabama players on the Ravens as well. The team has a great coach, a strong future. You have to think Lamar Jackson's going to eventually get it done. you got to think. Yeah. Um, seriously, and I also I love the Ravens uniforms. They're my high school colors. So my high school is purple and black. The Ravens are purple and black. They're a tough team. They want the like I said, I think they have one of the best jerseys in the league. Um, a Raven itself is kind of badass. So love it. Um, really I think the future's with the same reason you said with the Bengals, the future looks bright. The future also looks bright with um the Ravens. And this is gonna be a lot of fun. This little Bengals Ravens next football season, man. I am so excited. Yeah. It's like we're gonna get two solid matchups of them playing each other where we're gonna go nuts on this podcast when historically mm-hmm. we would not. So that's really cool. Um, we're guaranteed for as long as we keep the podcast going, we get two good football games, hopefully each year of them battling it out. So that's going to be awesome. I think that when they meet each other, we should just like fight in the streets. Me and you. <laughs> yeah. Just, completely <laughs> just have a brawl. Just brawl in the streets. <laughs> just, just show up. Oh yeah. I'm going to get the purple track suit. I'm going to get a purple track suit then. And then I would have like the a big chain. And I'd be, yeah, and so. I have like, like the, the tiger stripes track, <laughs> track suit. It's gonna be like uh like Tiger King out here. I'll even cut my hair to like like the worst mullet you've ever seen in your entire life. Oh my god, watch funny. out. Unleash the beast. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That'd be so fun. I it, it's gonna be honestly like it's interesting to see where the Bengals go because like you said, you know, Joe Burrow was hurt this year. Lamar Jackson just won the MVP. Yeah. Um seriously, at those two teams. You have a point. Like I, I think the the Bengals could get you points for sure. They'll get you hopefully to a Super Bowl, and then hopefully the Ravens will get over the hump. You know, um, it's gonna be fun. I mean, two teams, both young, both loaded, uh, and we'll see what happens. Now, let's jump over. Let's do hockey next. Um, my entire city, this entire city challenge hinged on my hockey decision. Yeah. Um, I, I made my hockey decision pick first um, because always from the beginning, I was going with the Edmonton Oilers. So while on this podcast, I cover the Dallas teams. One of the only teams that I'm a fan of that isn't based in Dallas is the Edmonton Oilers. I'm actually an Edmonton Oilers fan. I've been an Oilers fan literally most of my life. Um, so when I'm doing this, this is the one team in the challenge that I'm actually, I'm truly a fan of the Edmonton Oilers. They are, they are my hockey team. Like I said, love the Dallas Stars. They're the home team. They're, you know, I like Dallas, everything else. So obviously, you know, I like the Stars as well too. I respect them as the home team. But my 
I'm a fan of the Edmonton Oilers. So when doing this, I literally picked a city that did not have hockey. And it was really hard. I went through a lot of them. You had, like I said, I literally mentioned it in the instructions. I don't know if you could tell. I know Houston, you know, Houston, Atlanta, which those are two out. Houston's Dallas's rival and Atlanta, you had, yeah, that's your teams. Um, then you had Cleveland was another option. So like when I was going through the list, I was like, whew. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of in a tough situation. I think if it if I had not been an Oilers fan, I probably would have gone with Miami. Um, just because I love the city of Miami. Um, I absolutely love Miami entirely, and I would have had a lot of fun with going with Miami. But they had the Florida Panthers. And you and I talked about this, and I remember when we first had mentioned this early on when I was picking teams, like I had literally like when you look at the rules and we created them, clearly if I could have, you know, rewritten and you could have picked if we weren't trying to be fair, like obviously the rules are trying to keep this fair. If we weren't trying to be fair, I would have got every single Miami team plus the Edmonton Oilers probably is what I would have done. Right. Um, just because I like Miami. That's not fair. You couldn't you can't pick and choose in a market. So um, like I said, that's why you get Baltimore paired with Edmonton. Um, I'm excited about the Edmonton Oilers. I'm gonna be honest though. Are they going to get me points? No, they're not going to get me points. Uh, it's the one city that will not get me points. Um, you know, I think if the Oilers ever win the Stanley Cup, I might go on like a, I might take a day off from work. I'll be so excited because um, I've been through a lot with the Edmonton Oilers over the years. Um, but like I said, they, they're probably going to cost me points, <laughs> but I went with them. I love the Edmonton Oilers. It's been a long time. Um so, yeah, I was a fan of the Oilers before Connor McDavid, before Leon Dreisaitl, um, before Neil Yakupa, before Taylor Hall. Um, so I was a fan when Ryan Whitney played for the team. If anyone listens to Spinning Chicklets, he's the host there. So, anyway, it's been a long time coming. We'll see. We'll see what happens with them. So who'd you go with for hockey? I went with the Thrashers. No, I can't go with them, I guess. <laughs> if only. One of these days, I'll I'll say that and it'll be true. If, if the Thrashers exist, I'm going to take them, by the way. <laughs> you can't stop me. I'm just going to claim them. But I went with the Calgary Flames, who really are the Thrashers in my heart. Um, in everyone's heart, really. I I like the Flames. And you may say... Nicholas, why didn't you go with, I don't know, the Winnipeg Jets or the Vancouver Canucks? Because I don't have a connection with them, right? Um, Atlanta is near and dear to my heart, and a piece of my heart was taken out when, when the Flames left Atlanta. And then the Thrashers eventually left, too. And then, <laughs> so... Pieces of my heart are all over the National Hockey League. Were you uh, even alive when the Flames left Atlanta? I don't think so. I was a twinkle in my father's eye. I don't know. <laughs> all I, I know is that like parts of my soul, which is non-existent <laughs> because I'm a ginger, have been shattered because the NHL keeps putting teams in Atlanta and then ripping them away from my cold, dead hands. And I don't know why they, they continue to do that. So um, if you want to relocate the Coyotes to Atlanta, please 
please do so for for me. Uh, NHL. I got to go on a little Calgary Flames rant here. Okay. So uh, it's great that you went with them because yeah. it's clearly we're trying for a rivalry here. Mm-hmm. And the city of Edmonton as a whole city and then the city of Calgary have a nice rivalry. It stretches this CFL hatred there. I think there's some minor league baseball back in the day. Um, but it they really the big the thing streets is and they brawl. Yeah, it's they seriously both cities do not like each other. Um, it's the Battle of Alberta. Each city tries to battle who's better. Um, I would say the Edmonton Oilers Calgary Flames Flames rivalry is probably the second best. It's definitely top three rivalries in the NHL. You probably have Montreal Boston number one. And I think the Battle of Alberta has to be two. I mean, I'm biased because I really like the Oilers, but um, that's going to be, if it's not two, it's definitely three or four. Um, and certainly no further down than five. It's it's literally an amazing rivalry. Um, there's been no team like Calgary that lives rent-free in my mind. Um, there's been many sleepless nights because of the Calgary Flames. I really hate the Calgary Flames. I hate I did, hated Jerome Ginlaw. I hated him. Um, and yeah, I just... I hated the I hate the Calgary Flames. So, so now, much. when you have stress dreams at night oh, about the like Calgary John, Flames, I didn't like Johnny Goudreau. I didn't like. You'll anyone. hear me laughing in the background. Can, like, you, <laughs> can you imagine? Right, there was a Johnny Football who was a nemesis with Alabama, and then there was a Johnny Hockey. I was on the wrong side of both of those with Johnny Goudreau and Johnny. Yeah. I was on literally the suck. It just uh, Calgary is a team. That is always decent, and they always, always are a thorn in my side. I hate them. I strongly there's some teams I really don't like. Right, I really don't like the city of Philadelphia. I don't like the teams in Philly. I really don't. But like Calgary, man, is just that one team that like, you know, like when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, like I hate the, the Green Bay Packers. Right, I don't like the Philadelphia Eagles. When it comes to the Edmonton Oilers, I hate the fucking Calgary Flames. And, you know, I wish you the best with them. And they're probably going to be a thorn in my side. And we're seriously going to – we'll have some good battles. Um, For sure. If any Canadian team actually wins the Cup, I probably doubt it under Gary Bettman. So I think we need Bettman to retire for a Canadian team to win the Cup. But that being said, we'll have some great battles. Um, They they always play each other tough. Um, I think one of my favorite playoff series ever was we went down on Calgary and we came back and we won four games in a row. It was beautiful. Um, I think that was – 2021 is 2021 no 2022 well it's a new age so the city of atlantis the calgary <laughs> flames will no longer lose to the <laughs> yeah uh, I, I really hope i you know um you know uh back in the wayne gretzky era um they won a bunch of cups and then they took a break one year because calgary won it i think it was 89 i think calgary won in 89 was fucking they were pesky then too i wasn't even alive yet and they were already bothering me you know, they there, are just there you go. They and that's why I've specifically picked these three teams so far, Steven. They, they are you. the thing about Calgary though is they have these stupid red jerseys. Like I, I kind of like the Kansas City when the Kansas City Chiefs wear them, right? It's okay. When Calgary wears those stupid red and yellow, just it looks just so stupid. And they play in this ridiculous stadium called the Saddle Dome, which is so stupid. All of them, they just are so dumb. Oh, man, I just, I really, really dislike the Calgary Flames. I'm going to say, I really like the red and yellow Calgary Flames uniform. Of course That's you do. <laughs> of course. You, you know what? Those colors were in Atlanta first. They, they Literally, yeah. when they moved, let's put it this way. The people who bought the when they moved Calgary to uh, when they moved Atlanta to Calgary, they were so unoriginal with the relocation that they 
literally, they kept the name. Like, Flames is literally has to do with Atlanta and the city being burned during the Civil War. That's why they were the Flames. That's, like, literally why they were created, because the city burned. They called them the Flames because they built from the ashes. That's why they're the, they were the Atlanta Flames. They move them to Calgary. They keep the name. I think because it was burning oil fields was their excuse, I believe. Yeah. Right? I know way too much about this team because I really dislike them. So they <laughs> literally, and then they keep the same uniform. They change nothing. It's just they put a C. So it's a flaming A. Instead of the flaming A, they have a flaming C instead. Everything's completely unoriginal. This Every single thing about Calgary is unoriginal and just copied from somewhere else. And I will say this, Nick. Only one of these two teams ever called themselves Alberta. Okay, when the Oilers were founded, they were the Alberta Oilers. Calgary has never once claimed the province, but Edmonton has. So that's right. No matter who wins on a given year, Edmonton is truly Alberta's team. That's all I got to say. Uh, whatever you say, and when we face <laughs> each other and I win, I'll still be Alberta's team. So it's fine. All right, on to um, the NBA. Um, I'll let you go. You're the you're the big NBA guy on this podcast. You're, that's your cup of tea. So who'd you go with for the NBA? Uh, I went with the Oklahoma City Thunder because I was kind of in the spirit of teams getting ripped from cities that deserve them. Um, and also, OKC is on the up and up. Um, they have is is Josh Giddy going to jail? Is he is is he in, is he in, is he going to play? Or is he? It didn't isn't there's a whole issue with Josh Kitty, just just out of curiosity. Didn't he um, uh, isn't his girlfriend like fifteen or something? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Literally it says according to oh, this was a month ago. NBA NBA player Josh Kitty won't face charges following allegations he had an inappropriate uh, relationship with a minor. Wow, somehow that got covered up. I know there's a whole thing with him. He was with a minor, I know that for a fact. But somehow that's slipped under the rug. But okay, well, <laughs> regardless, Shy Gregorius Alexander is a fantastic basketball player, and they are on the up and up. I mean, they're second in the West Conference, and um, where where are your Dallas Mavericks? They're eighth there. So, <laughs> um, we'll just remember this. But Glass House is right because the Hawks are. Just gonna say the Mavericks do have a championship. I, I don't think I, I don't believe the Thunder do. They might have had one in Seattle, but as the Thunder, I don't think they have one. No, no so they don't. But they again, they also had they also had Harden, Durant, and Westbrook all on one team yeah, and couldn't and win. They lost to Miami. Yes, a Which... new day at dawns in Atlantis <laughs> for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I guess I gotta say though, like the Atlantis, like oh no, because. It, Poseidon isn't, so it'd be Zeus, who's the god of thunder. Okay, all right, never yeah. mind. I'm gonna try to make a connection there, but that doesn't work. No. So okay, that thunder. I did make sense or connection. Okay, so Oklahoma City. What else is in Oklahoma? So tell me a little bit about the city of Oklahoma, uh, uh, city of Oklahoma City. What's what's out there? Um, isn't your friend's uh, bachelor party go, going on out here <laughs> out there? It was supposed to be Kansas City, but don't worry, we got we got that changed. Um, he wants museums. We're going to DC. We got that changed, so okay. we're not going to be out in the middle of Kansas for a bachelor party. That's not happening. We're good to go. We're going to DC. He's going to see a museum there. He's going to be very happy about it. <laughs> um, well, Oklahoma City has the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, uh, and it has the 
Oklahoma City Zoo. Uh, but other than that, mainly just flat land, I would say. And open and, sky country? Yep, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. There you uh, go. I mean, so, I don't think you I don't think you have to worry about expansion or relocation to OKC. No. Uh, you you might be good there. So Yeah, hey. and Calgary. So um <laughs> if Cincinnati gets a uh hockey team, I'd be surprised. Because they don't have an NBA team, so they don't really have the arena for it already. Hmm. So I think I think my teams are pretty solid where they're at right now. Uh, what did you end up going with for so the NBA? When it came to the NBA, I'm going to admit, outside the Mavericks, my NBA knowledge is not so great. Um, so uh, I did a, I did a couple things with my NBA research, right? Because I knew I was at a great disadvantage to this. Um, so I literally I picked up the phone and I called um, I called up a buddy. His name's Jake. Uh, and I said, Jake, uh, I got I need to pick an NBA team here. Um, I gave him a list of literally because I already knew I was going with Baltimore and Edmonton. So this is the last thing I'm going to pick. I said, these are the cities that I got to pick from. So this my options were, which I had a strong I had a strong feeling you were going with OKC. You kind of made that perfectly clear when we had talked on the phone. So I'm like, all right, OKC's probably out. So I said to the list, I said, I got Sacramento. I said, I got San Antonio. I said, I got Memphis, Orlando. Um, Utah and Portland. Can't go with San Antonio and I can't go with Memphis. Division rivals with the Mavericks. I'm not touching that. Uh, I was not doing any kind of rival with Dallas. So I'm like, I got Orlando. I got, I got Utah. I got Portland and I got Sacramento. Um, so I said to him, I said, those are my options. What do you think? So he comes back and he says to me, I think you should go with the Utah Jazz. So I did a Google search, and they're horrible in the standings. Absolutely yeah, terrible. Not doing good. They are absolutely a horrible team. So I said to him, I'm like, they're awful. And he goes, they're a good organization, and he'll turn it around. They got a bunch of draft picks. He goes, you're in it for the long haul. Go with Utah. So this is in my mind. I'm quickly doing a search, right? So so now I'm talking to coworkers. I got this one coworker. I think I drive crazy. Um he actually listens, so shout out, Alex. Thank you for listening. I drive you nuts. I'm sorry. So I asked him, I'm like, what do you think? Like, anyone who watches the NBA. So everyone kept saying, they're like, actually, Utah's a pretty good one. They got a good young core. They'll turn it around. A lot of people told me this. Um, and then a lot of people kept mentioning Orlando. And they're like, Orlando has, is it Ben Chiro? Ben Charo? I can't pronounce the name. Anyway, they got him. They said he's going to be a superstar. So I went back and forth between Orlando and Utah, back and forth. I got rid of Portland because it doesn't look like they got anything going. I don't think they're going to get any good. And then Sacramento, I know they're good this year or last year, but they're historically one of the worst teams. I, I don't want to touch them. So I went back and forth between Utah and uh, Orlando. I ended up just settling on the Utah Jazz. Uh, the reason I picked the Jazz essentially is when I Googled all-time winning percentage in the NBA, the Jazz were four. So clearly they know how to win games. It doesn't seem like clearly. they win championships, but they know how to win games. They know how to win in the playoffs, make it at least to the finals. Um, doesn't look like they can win championships, but it can get me points. Um, it looks like they got a lot of draft picks. I also realize they have an Alabama um, player in Colin Sexton. Love that. So I went with Utah. So seems like a fun city. They had the Olympics in 02. 
Um, I did a lot of research on Salt Lake City. Uh, a lot of Mormons, I guess. So it looks like Utah. Oh, yeah. Utah's got a lot of Mormons. Not a I lot did... of alcohol being drank. No, in, not uh, a lot of Utah. alcohol. I did realize they have a lot of more. I did know that, but I didn't really like, I looked into it a little bit. Um, no, I'm not the most religious person, but I think, you know, I think I could, I think I might be able to make it work there. Um, at least for a time being, I know I might be one of those places where you kind of pop in for vacation and then you come back home, you know, yep. you pop in, you, you bring your own alcohol, you, you pop in, you stay and then you go home. So, you know, it might be a nice spot. So it looks like a nice little vacation destination. It's in the mountains. Looks beautiful. So I went with the jazz, um, you know, um, with my city updates, I highly doubt I'm ever going to mention basketball in my updates and nor am I going to really care with it. Um, but that being said, we got the jazz there. Um, but now out of all the teams picked here, Salt Lake City might be the only one that ever gets an expansion team. Um, there has been talk about moving the Coyotes there. I am aware of it. Um, well, I don't think the Coyotes are going anywhere, so I'm not too concerned. If that were to cross that bridge, we'll see if I actually claim them or not. We'll yeah, see what happens. I feel like they've said that Arizona was going to relocate like every year for the past 10 years easily. Literally, I did a, um, when I was in um, post grad, I did a whole uh, thesis statement on the Arizona Coyotes and like there, they went from the Winnipeg Jets and the WHL with WHA. And then there were like full relocation issue in the saga. They were supposed to go to Minneapolis. They couldn't get it done. So they ended up in Arizona. They're just a mess of an organization. And they have literally said now, as long as they've been, as long as they've been in Phoenix, there has been the word they're going to relocate. We have heard Hamilton, Ontario, right? Which could actually work. Two teams in the Toronto area would be great. We've heard Hamilton. We have heard um, Kansas City. We've heard Atlanta. We've heard. Um, Salt Lake City. We've heard Quebec City. We have heard Houston. There's a while where Houston was the front runner to get them. We've heard every single city that's big that doesn't have a hockey team. We've heard that they're moving there. Gary Bettman will not move them. I don't think he'll admit he was wrong. If he admits he was wrong and they end up in Salt Lake City, I will personally claim them. I'll add them. Look again, they'll never win a cup, so it doesn't none of this even matters if they get added to my little thing. It doesn't matter. El Dorado will take them if they move. I highly, highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. But just saying, um, that's my little spiel there. All right, let's move on. We got to wrap this up. Let's go over to the colleges. Um, what's the first college you went with? Uh, the first college that I went with was University of Wisconsin. Badgers, go Badgers. <laughs> um, I love how you went with this one. Um, because the first one I went with is the University of Minnesota, the Golden Gophers. Um, and they have a rivalry. Wisconsin and Minnesota have a rivalry. It's like Paul Bunyan's axe. It's fucking mm. badass. An axe of a trophy. That's freaking sick. I'd fight um, for an axe. So, um, you ever been axe throwing? It's freaking fun. Yeah. I, there's a place that's in South Portland that I go to a lot. Um, you can buy like a, uh, battle box. And it has like throwing stars in it. And, um, a bat like a batarang you can throw too. Pretty sick. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um I'm gonna have to get up there and go to that sense. Between that and the salt thing, it looks pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check those out. Um well, that's good. We got a big ten rivalry here. Um Wisconsin has hockey. Minnesota has hockey. Um we got basketball. 
Um, Wisconsin has basketball. Minnesota is not very good at basketball, which is good because I don't care about basketball. And then uh, the football teams, Wisconsin's actually can play football. Minnesota really can't. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I went with Minnesota. The whole reason I went with Minnesota is because of Herb Brooks, um, the 1980 Olympic team. He coached there. I like their hockey team a lot. Um, essentially, I'm going with this because we did include hockey. If you look at the the point system, hockey is included. So a men's hockey national championship is included in points, and Minnesota can win in hockey. So my little knowledge here is maybe there's a possibility I can win a national championship that way because winning in hockey is a little bit easier than winning in basketball and football because those are tough to win. So that's why I went with Minnesota, um, you know, so like them. What's the second team you went with? The second team that I went with was the Duke University Blue Devils. Um, because just love the history with Coach K there. Um, and then he goes and coaches Team USA. Um, they just have like a good program all around, I think, for sports. So, um, kind of like an even keel. You probably get like a national champion for basketball. Um, but they they'll still compete elsewhere too. Um, I think they have like a pretty decent uh, baseball team. Their football team's been on on the rise a little bit, and um, I, I'm not I'm not sure for hockey, but regardless, Duke Blue Devils will give me some points for sure. Tell you one thing, Duke does not have a hockey team that I so I don't think you have to worry about that. Right, um, <laughs> um, if they do, they're probably club out. I do not think they have a. Uh, D1 uh, hockey team. It doesn't matter because um, the team I went with for the second thing doesn't have hockey either, so it doesn't really matter there. Um, Duke's interesting, though, because, I mean, you went with them originally, so the first thing we tried was the Blueberry Bowl, which has been discontinued um, as part of the cuts that we're doing. Um, so you, you've kind of been you've been high on Duke for a while. Um, how are they doing this year? Because I know Coach K's retired, so how have they been post-Coach K? Are they still a force? Um, let's see here. Rickets. <laughs> yeah. No one knows. <laughs> um, I haven't been following college basketball as much as I would like. Let's see here. Uh, oh, they're still doing. They're doing well. Um, UNC is is winning in the conference. Fourteen uh, wins, three losses, and Duke is twelve and four. So they're not. They're they're still up there and. And the ACC. All right, that, that's good to go. I mean, yeah, I have a chance there. I mean, I do the the one thing that I follow with March Madness is if Alabama's in it, um, I'm a little bit interested. It seems like Alabama's good this year again, which is weird because Alabama's never been a basketball school. They're a football school. It's yeah, and obvious. Um, so the fact that they're good at basketball is kind of fun. I mean. I mean, I would trade a national championship in football for basketball any day, but hey, they seem to be good. It's good for the school. So, I mean, maybe I'll watch. I mean, I'll probably won't watch until like if they make the SEC championship game and I'd watch and then I'd watch the tourney, but I'm really yeah, not. Alabama going is currently 14. Okay. All right. Not bad. So. Oh, okay. All right. So they're in the top. They're, they're good for them. I there mean, they like I said, yeah. they are not a basketball school, so. If if they make it to like the Sweet Sixteen or like the Elite Eight, that's huge. 
That yeah. is absolutely huge. So good for them. That's great. Um, all right. So for my other pick for the NCA Power Five, um, so I did receive a phone call from Larry from Lincoln. So Larry did call me. Uh, he left me a voicemail. It was a very touching voicemail. Um, I promised him that I'd keep it private between us. So you're not going to hear the voicemail. Maybe at a later date, you'll hear the voicemail. But Larry from Lincoln called. And um, he was very alarmed when I said that the online gimmicks and all that stuff was ending. That he was he was worried um, that he might not be coming on the podcast anymore. He was worried of the possibility that um, I wouldn't go with Nebraska. Um, and he wanted to just keep reiterating um, how Nebraska's coming and they're going to be back. They had a great recruiting class. Uh, he kept saying that he wanted me to remind you that they're better than Georgia. Um, so I, I don't know. A bizarre he kept, world. He keeps saying they're better, and um, they got Riola. So he just said they beat you. Um, so he really, you know, he just he really made a push. And, you know, I said to him, I said, I'm like, you know, I'm likely going with Minnesota for hockey in the Big Ten, so I'll probably go to a different conference. And he, he begged me. He just begged and pleaded uh, that Nebraska be on here. And, uh, you know, I said to him, I said, all right. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll put on Nebraska for you. So I went with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They are the second team here. Um, so welcome to um, uh, welcome to El Dorado, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Larry from Lincoln will be around. Um, he has requested that when we do the city challenge, he calls in um, every couple weeks. So we'll have voicemails from Larry coming up. So Larry will be staying around. Um, Nick's nemesis. Don't worry, Nick. He's he's back. Larry is staying. I promised uh, Larry from I promised Larry from Lincoln he could have his little spot. So when I do the city challenge every couple weeks, we'll have a little voicemail from Larry to talk about his Cornhuskers. Um, so yeah, so Nebraska Cornhuskers. Man, I was looking at like historically, Nick, the Cornhuskers were freaking good. Like in our lifetime, we have not seen it, but. No. Like historically, like the Cornhuskers are really good. Like I was going back on um some like some old I was going back to like the seventies and stuff, and they just had runs, man. Where like they legit were like kind of what Alabama's doing now or like a Notre Dame. Like they they're a blue blood for a reason in football. They were really good. It's kind of uh, interesting thinking about like before modern sports as we know it dynasties were like back then and and how it just kind of has all changed over the years i mean as much as stuff changes as much as stuff stays the same too though That's you know because like you know when it comes to like college sports it's like alabama's been there for football right i mean i was always because of saving they've been around usc's always been knocking at the door texas is there um they kind of always stay the same in a sense and then they change it's just Nebraska was like, like, wow. <laughs> I was looking back at like their teams from, um, like the nineties. And I was like, they might've had one of the best teams in college football history. I was like, wow, they were really good. Like really good. Like the Georgia teams we have right now are good, right? They're really good. The Alabama teams we've had are good, but like that, those Nebraska teams might've been able to beat them. Like there are some people out there that believe that those Nebraska teams legit could beat them. They were that good. Um, they had, they had Heisman winners. They had top recruiting classes. They were like, they were, wow. Um, I was really impressed just reading about their history as like a, 
I love like history stuff and researching stuff like that. I love it. So I love going back and reading all the different stuff about the different seasons. Um, and they kind of really remind me of like, they reminded me of Alabama in a sense. They never really had like, they had a quarterback win the Heisman, but they never really had like that top draft pick quarterback really. Right. And Alabama was kind of like that up until, you know, uh, Lane Kiffin got to town and you had Tua and Hertz and all them. But before that, it seems kind of similar. So I'm excited to see where they'll go. Um, so congr- yeah, yes, Larry, you are part of um, El Dorado. Um, don't worry, we got a little house that we're going to set you up in. We'll get you a little corn patch in the city. Um, I know adjusting to city life might be hard for you, but uh, congratulations, Larry. Um, all right, so let's go on to some European soccer. Um, so do you want to start off? Do you want to name your first team? Do you want me to? What do you want to do? Yeah, I uh, my first team that I chose is SC Braga from Braga, Portugal, which, uh, by the way, Braga is the oldest city in Portugal as it was founded by the Romans. So, little tidbit there. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to just learning more about European soccer that I don't know. Uh, personally, I think that that's what I was kind of going for for my next pick as well. Um, but I'll, I'll let you go, go next, Steven. All right. So, I went with the team from Lisbon. Um, so I went with Sporting. Uh, they're based in Lisbon. They're actually like Sporting uh, Portugal. It's actually they're not even. But um, for most Americans, they go by Sporting Lisbon. Um, I went with them. Uh, they have a great history. They're one of the top three teams in Portuguese history. It's them. It's um, it's Sporting Porto and um, Benfica. Um, I went with Sporting just because like I like kind of like their colors. They got a great history with producing talent. Um, they produced Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, they produced Figo. Um, they've they produced Bruno Fernandez, who plays for Manchester United. They've just produced talent. Um, a lot of Portuguese players have come through Sporting. Uh, they play in the city of Lisbon, which looks beautiful. I'm actually going to take. I'm going on my honeymoon to Lisbon. That's another reason why I went with a team from Lisbon, just to kind of learn more about the city itself. I've done a bunch of research on Sporting. Uh, they got like a lion in their crest. It looks sick. Um, they're green and white. So I thought it was really cool. Um, I hope to see a game when I'm there. Um, I'm hoping they're in town. Um, tickets are on sale right now. So I'm looking, I'm, I'm probably going to go to a sporting game. So stay tuned. If I go, I might take some videos and stuff to put me put to our Twitter. Um, but I hope to see a sporting game one in Lisbon. Um, so yeah, so I went with sporting and uh, we'll see. I, they tend to be like the third best team. It looks like it seems like it goes Benfica, Porto, and then Sporting. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like they win it every year. Um, and you went with Braga, which is like the fourth team. I would say Braga is probably yeah. the fourth team in Portugal. So there's there's actually some parity there. It sounds like, oh, well, I mean, we'll see. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I know a lot about, I've done a lot of research with the, the teams there. Braga, like the city of Braga that you went with looks gorgeous. Oh, um, yeah. I think it's a World Heritage Site. It looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, so Braga is actually, um, Arsenal, for example, I think they got their jerseys from Arsenal and they're like, their nickname is Arsenal something. And they're owned by, um, uh, what's it called? I think they're owned. I think PSG. It's funny. (laughs) Uh, we talked about PSG earlier, but I think PSG actually owns part of them. Um, so they're a great little, like you'll get a lot of big players that go there on loan. Um, 
and they're always pretty good in the league. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what's going on with championships there. I would say they're probably the fourth best team in Portugal, I'd say historically, but you know, it's great. You know, I love going with smaller teams and looking at them because like with European soccer, it's the haves and the have nots, right? Yeah, exactly. So obviously these teams are the, the have nots. I mean, like I said, you know, sporting will be in the European competition, but it's the teams from England. It's the teams from Italy and it's the teams from Spain and, and sometimes Germany that always win it. So, you know, it'll be fun. So I'm excited for sporting. All right. What was the second and the last team to complete uh, Atlantis? What's your last team? My last team uh, hails from Brussels, Belgium, uh, RSC Anderlecht. Uh, kind of wanted to choose a team that represented chocolate for me. So <laughs> I thought about Brussels and then I thought about waffles. Uh, then I thought about French fries, um, <laughs> and, and just some some great foods that come out of Belgium. So, um, yeah, I choose I chose RSC Anderlecht. So, gonna learn more about Belgium soccer. You're you're gonna get some challenge. points with them, I think, yeah. because they usually are in the top three of their league every year. Um, I think I think last year was the first year they weren't. Um, I did a quick Google search on them. Um, today and like they're a team that always pops up um i know when you play fifa every single time you want to buy a, a guy from belgium usually like their players pop off like they got that guy from man city who came through that program who might just be the next belgian superstar he might yeah. be the next lukaku uh, he's really good um so that's a great little program um for a small team you're probably going to get points for the league championships like i said i don't neither of us are getting European glory, most likely, unless it's in the conference league. The conference league could be a real possibility for both of us, but likely, likely not. So, but that's cool. Um, you know, they get some sweet unis there, like purple and white. So, yeah, they look super neat. And and we got a listener from Belgium who listens to every single episode. Like, he's literally listened to every episode, he or she, whoever is out there. So, hey, you're on the board. Um, one of us went with a team from Belgium. Hey, you're on the board, buddy. So if you ever want to reach out, like I said, it's at SO Hostility at Twitter. Once again, it's at SO Hostility. Reach out, shoot us a DM, comment on something. You've listened to every episode. So, hey, you're on the board. We got a team from Brussels. Hopefully that's the team you like. <laughs> um, Imagine the, the team he hates. He absolutely hates Andre. <laughs> hey, that'd be fun. And then he, then, he, then he can just hate you and root, root for El Dorado. There you go. You know, then you could just root for El Dorado if that's the thing. Um, so the last team I went with uh, is a team I really respect. I really like. Um, I went with Celtic FC. Uh, they're based in Glasgow. Uh, they're Scottish. Um, I I always have respected Celtic. Um, Freaking, they're a fun team. They're a lot of fun. Uh, they actually have the same uniforms as uh, Sporting. They wear um, green and white, uh, green and white, green hoops. So it's like stripes, and they're like green and white. Uh, they wear That's almost nice. identical uniforms. Um, and uh, Celtic has a great little history. Uh, I'll get into it briefly. Um, Celtic was actually um, at the time when Ireland was pretty poor. A lot of people were leaving Ireland. Right? You get Irish people all over the like the Irish have just gone everywhere. Right? You got them in the United States, Canada, South America, everywhere. Right? 
Uh, they also went to places in Europe. They went to places in the UK. A lot of Irish fled Ireland during the potato famine and went to Scotland. Um, a lot of them lived in Glasgow. They lived in Liverpool. They lived all over. Um, and a um, an Irish, uh, I believe it was a monk. I think he was a brother. It was his name. I'm thinking he's a monk or a priest. Um, he founded the club as a like Irish as an Irish team, like an Irish Catholic team. He also took on um, some Scottish players too, if they wanted to play there. Um, and he built this team that has just dominated Scottish soccer. Um, they kind of became a rallying cry for like a lot of people in Ireland as well. Like a lot of people in Ireland actually root for Celtic. Um, they can, a lot of people consider it their team. Um, and they got a huge following of people that are Roman Catholic. So depending on your religion, um, I myself, I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I don't go to church anymore, but I was raised Catholic. So it's pretty sweet that like they have a huge religious connection, um, especially in an area that had a lot of Protestants. Uh, and their biggest rival is actually Rangers, which is the Protestant team. So it's like a religion aspect. They have like a holy war, um, a lot of hooliganism back in the day. But like I said, um, they have a great history. They're also the only Scottish team to ever win a European Cup. They actually won the European Cup in Lisbon in the 60s. Um, they actually called that team the Lisbon Lions. Um, so another connection with Celtic and Lisbon. thought that was cool as well. Um, the downsides with Celtics is they do have, you know, there's some interesting, you know, fellows that are known. I think um, there's been, you know, some history there, a lot of hooliganism and times and stuff like that. But still great history, really cool, interesting. You know, a lot of uh, Irish pride with them. Um, so... That's awesome. That's who I went with. That's kind of rounds up the the city challenge. Um, The only thing we got left is we got to talk about our founding fathers. So, um, Nick, how about you read off? um, We'll do one at a time, and then this will pretty much conclude the episode. So, um, for my first one, you got to choose like an all time asshole, Uh, (laughs) and, and that man is Pete Rose. Um. I figure that he probably like if you could imagine like the ribbon cutting ceremony at the city of Atlantis, he kind of just like butted in, took the scissors out of my hands and then cut the rope. So that's the kind of guy Pete Rose is over there. Uh first founding father of okay. Atlantis. The first founding father of El Dorado is Connor McDavid. Um probably my favorite hockey player of all time. Favorite Oiler of all time. Um, I absolutely love Connor McDavid. He is just my god. Um, he is just a joy to watch. He's just one of the best hockey players I've ever seen play. I'm hoping he gets a cup at some point. I hope it's with Edmonton. Um, my god, did the Oilers luck out when they drafted him? Um, I almost cried when they won the lottery that year and they got to take him. Um, I was a freshman in college when they won it. That lottery, I was like, "Oh my god!" They so just emotional. I was a friggin'. I was a. I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, I'm sure that's how Blackhawks f- fans felt when they got Bedard, and I'm sure how Penguins fans felt when they got Crosby. But seriously, he was a generational player. I, I, I knew from the beginning. Like you knew this kid was that good when he was like ten. You knew he was going to be unbelievable. Um, love Connor McDavid. I really hope he brings a cup home to Edmonton. I really do. Oh my god, I would love that. Um, love him. Um, like I said, and uh, shout out to him and the Oilers because they kind of really jump started this 
whole city challenge thing. If the Edmonton, I mean, we probably don't have the city challenge without the Oilers. We don't have this whole long episode of discussing this. So shout out to him. Uh, he's not only a founding father of El Dorado, he's a founding father of the city challenge itself. So shout out Connor McDavid. Who's your next uh, founding father? My, my second founding father is Joe Burrow uh, or Joe Shiesty, as, as I'll, I'll refer to him sometimes. Uh, the man, the man is cold, uh, plain and simple. He's got style. Uh, I think he, um, is just like a perfect candidate for the Atlanta's founding fathers. So, <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Um, you pretty much have to go with someone from, we love the NFL. So you got to go with someone from the NFL. I also took a yep. quarterback here. I went with Lamar Jackson, um, two time MVP, uh, Heisman winner. Amazing Lamar Jackson. I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in this league. Uh, Absolutely. So I, I I had to go with Lamar Jackson. Not going to lie, I, I thought about maybe going Trent Dilfer, but I mean, Trent Dilfer can't even, can't even even enter the same room as Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is just class. Um, Trent Dilfer got carried to a Super Bowl. Oh, he did. He's probably one of the – he's always goes down as one of the worst to win it. That's why I thought it would be kind of funny. But Lamar Jackson's actually phenomenal. Um I truly believe he'll win a Super Bowl, whether it's with Baltimore, if they stick with him, or it's somebody else. I think he'll get it done. Um, I think he's that good. I mean, there's a reason he's won two MVPs. Right. And if you look at the wide receivers he has compared to what – just going to do a little dig here compared to what Burrow has. I know Burrow was hurt, but, I mean, Burrow's got some better wide receivers than Lamar Jackson has. I mean, Lamar has Zay Flowers, who had a meltdown in the AFC Championship game. I mean, they, the, the Ravens almost lost that game because of Flowers. He had a meltdown. He had a hissy fit. Um, meanwhile, the Bengals, T. Higgins, um, Ch- Jamar Chase, like you've got studs at wide receiver. Yeah, you know, Baltimore's yeah. got the Minnesota. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? They got a Minnesota guy over there. So when you get a Minnesota guy starting for you, the wide receiver, that's not <laughs> that's not the You're best. Trouble. <laughs> yeah, you You're get some problems trouble. there. And so um so shout out to Lamar. He's my second founding father. He's right there, ribbing cutting ceremony. He's right there, hand in hand with Connor McDavid, Lamar Jackson. And hey, that's my newest uh jersey I have as well. So shout out Lamar. Um Hopefully that jersey gets some use and it's not a waste of a hundred something bucks. So (laughs) shout out Lamar Jackson. My last founding father is Jeremy Doku, who is a Belgian soccer player who plays for uh, Manchester City. That's the guy I mentioned earlier. He's unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, he's fantastic. He might Um, be. Yeah, he's he, he. you you talk about him more because uh, uh, you you know more about uh, soccer. You actually told me about him, which kind of made me choose him <laughs> for the founding father. But he's gonna be up and coming in in soccer, and, and just look for him. So he's a really good player. Um, yeah. it's just it's not even fair. I mean, we'll get into like I will go on my soccer rants when we cover it. Um, it's just not even fair with Manchester City. They just go around the world and just take the best. Whatever they want, they just take. And, like, their roster is just insane. Um, Like I, I said, I'm a West Ham United supporter, and uh, they don't have the money that Man City does. I mean, Man's, I mean, Man City will manhandle them just because, I mean, they don't have the depth and they don't have the money to spend. I mean, it's just not even fair what City can do. Um, 
probably the only other team that has their kind of money is Chelsea or Manchester United, and both Manchester United and Chelsea don't know how to spend their money properly, but City yep. does, so they win. Um, so shout out to he's going to be a really good player, uh, and maybe the future of Belgian soccer for the Belgian national team. So, um, I, I like that pick, Nick. I like that pick. Uh, I'm glad you went with that one. Um, my last pick if you went with an asshole, so that means I got to go with an asshole. Yep. Um, so I went with Louis Figo. Um, I had mentioned him earlier when we talked about sporting. Uh, he's probably one of the best players to come outside of Cristiano Ronaldo. He's one of the best players to come from there. As a Messi fan, I couldn't go with Ronaldo. I could not go with him. So that's why Ronaldo's not a founding father. I'm a Messi guy through and through, but I still like sporting. Um, so I went with Figo. Um, he was a great player. He was probably, I've been watching soccer a long time. So a lot of people that are listening to this has no idea who he is. So he played with sporting from like, in the nineties. Um, so I was not, I did not, I was not able to watch him play with sporting, but he played for with Barcelona from 95 to 2000. So I vaguely remember him with Barcelona, um, vaguely. I mean, I was really young. Um, and they weren't, like I said, Barcelona wasn't on TV that much, but I do remember him with real Madrid. Uh, that's kind of where he became famous. Um, so he literally, the reason he's known as an asshole is he left Bart? He was the captain of Barcelona, right? He left Barcelona to go to their biggest rival, Real Madrid, up outright. Like it wasn't like a lot of times in soccer players when they go to Real Madrid from Barcelona, they go to another team first, and then that team buys them and he goes to Real. No, 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 no. He was on Barcelona, was the captain of Barcelona. Real Madrid comes in and buys him. He accepts it and he goes to Madrid. He is the, one of the biggest villain, villains in Barcelona history. Fans, they hate, to this day, if you Google uh, Figo, uh, Luis Figo Barcelona and you go to like their Reddit, they still hate the man. It, it was, he, st- he hasn't played with Real Madrid since 05. Okay? Amazing. And he's still hated in Barcelona. But not to mention, this man won championships for Barcelona. Like, I want to go through his like little list here. He's so hated, which at a certain point, you got to get over it. I mean, he won them two championships. And this Barcelona was not Barcelona yet because Messi wasn't there yet. So let's get that straight. The Barcelona was a good team, but they were not what they are today at this time. So just remember this. They were like a, you know, maybe a top 10 team, but they weren't what they are. He won two championships there, two cups. He also won the Europa League. What was the other? Europa League. And he won the Super Cup. So he won stuff at Barcelona. Before they were what they were. I mean, Messi made Barcelona what they are, right? Yeah. Um, some can even argue um, Freuf made made him what they were. But that being said, he made Barcelona. He, he was not, you know, Barcelona wasn't. And then he went to Real Madrid. He won the Champions League. You know, he was part of the Galacticos. He played with David Beckham, I think, for a short time. He played with Zidane. Um, so he was a legend. He also went and played in Serie A um, back then. Uh, when he was playing uh, to real, be a real player, you kind of had to go play with Syria. Syria was the league back then. He played with Inter Milan um, from 05 to 2009. Um, I actually really like Inter Milan for uh, Italian mm-hmm. um, soccer, so another reason kind of went with him. Um, he won one, two, three, four. He won four back to. He won four consecutive uh, Syria championships. He won in 06, 07. Uh, 08 and 09. And he also won the Coppa Italia and the Super Coppa Italia twice. 
So he won the Super Cup it twice and then won Copa Italia. And he was also on the sidelines when Inter Milan won the Champions League in 2010. So he was like somehow part of the team. He had retired then, but he was there. So he's literally one of the best soccer players ever. He's one of the best Portuguese players. He's probably the second best behind Cristiano Ronaldo. So I went with him. Um, you know, if you went with an asshole, I had to go with someone who's kind of hated as well. So you have to, you have to, you got, you had to get one guy in there because you, you can't have all the nice guys because then you're not, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. You need to have some guys that are, you know, tough go getters. So he'll be at the yeah. ribbon cutting ceremony. He's a hero. Um, I'm currently in the process of trying to find a Barcelona jersey for him to be the ultimate troll. So <laughs> if you find, if, if anyone out there has one, I am looking for one because that would be the ultimate troll move. <laughs> That'd be amazing. So I am totally looking for one because there'll be nothing more of a troll move than wearing that because I think every Barcelona fan would hate me forever. And it's just, it's kind of funny because he won you championships. So just yep. relax, relax. It's not like he didn't win you anything. He won you championships. So I think he won more at Barcelona than he did at Real Madrid. So, um, so that's our cities. There's El Dorado. There's Atlantis. We got our flags. We got little uh, tidbits. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, go follow us at SO, uh, at SO Hostility. Um, you know, give us a like on Twitter. Give us, you know, a follow, you know, comment on our, or rate us on Spotify. Um, anything helps. Uh, we're just trying to get our names out there. We're trying to get established, trying to get more listeners. Um, but like I said, going forward, a lot of stuff is just going to be us being us and just talking about stuff and just, being that, you know, we're done trying to get more followers and try to do all these gimmicks. We're just having fun with it. Just we're just hanging out. Just hanging out. And um we're essentially using this city challenge. Essentially, the whole point of the city challenge is just to rag on each other. Yeah. Um because at the end of the day, like we're you know, these teams aren't essentially ours outside of maybe I really like Edmonton. So but you know, I mean, like I said, you know, these are just to have fun, um, to have fun, get a point system going, have a good rivalry here. Um, and essentially, so, you know, you know, it gives us also a thing too. like, if Atlanta loses, I can feel bad for you a bit because Atlanta is not included in the points. Right. Yeah. And sure. Dallas isn't. So like we can feel each other's pain on, when it comes to like an actual fandom level, mm-hmm. but on a, a level where we're competing against each other, we can have some venom. Um, so we'll try to get I some, like, city can't wait until Calgary starts it, beating that. That's not, not, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, we'll try to get some city act. Like we'll try to get like with the three cities, Baltimore, Cincy, uh, Salt Lake City, uh, Calgary, Edmonton, and uh, OKC. We're gonna try to get some like city facts and like, oh, this happened in this. Um, I'll do some talking about Baltimore and all that. So we'll have fun with that as well. We'll get some city news and just kind of joke around. Wow, it already it- happened. The Flames already beat the Oilers. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. It was. It was a. Yes, we don't need to talk about that. It was a tough one. Yeah, it was a tough one. But we got the Heritage Classic. We beat you guys in the Heritage Classic earlier in the year, and we're ahead of you in the division. Um, and we're on fire, so it's okay. Um, it's all right. Keep so yourself that. Um, so anyway, that's it for the pod. Like I said, follow us at So Hostility. Um, shout out Jared Bowen had a hat trick today. Bowen's on fire. Um, I'm forever blowing bubbles. West Ham, come on, you irons. Shout out to them. Great win today against Brentford. Um, this will drop tonight. Um, so it is February 26th. So this will come out uh, by midnight tonight. So um, we'll have that. And like I said, watch out March 9th or 10th. Uh, we'll have our next pod. Thank you for listening. Any closing remarks, Nick? I love you all. Every single <laughs> one of you. <laughs>
Uh, love you too, guys. Thank you for listening. It really helps. And uh, like I said, follow us, like, share. And uh, yeah, thank you. Have a good night. Have a good night.